Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for this opportunity to worship you together today. We pray, Lord God, that you would focus our hearts and our minds upon you. Help us to lay at your feet, Lord, the cares and concerns which we brought with us into this place, that we might listen to you and what you will say to us. And Lord, we pray that you would place your word in our hearts and in our minds, Lord God. Write it upon our lives that we might know you, love you, serve you, and proclaim your goodness, Lord. And we pray that you would bless and anoint this time we have together. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning! It's so good to see you all today. Well, I have to say that if you would have asked me about three weeks ago what I thought of this last ski season, what might I have said? Yeah, totally. Exactly. It was a bummer, right? I mean, what was supposed to have been a good ski season was not. I mean, the mountains were almost barren. There were only a few um, lines you could take. There was nothing off of basically the groomers that you could ski on. You're all tracking with me, right, in my language here? Okay. Uh, and, but then what happened, like, last week and a week before? Snow. Massive amounts of beautiful, glorious snow. And at lower elevations, too, because, and know what that means for higher elevations? More snow and dry snow. Right? And why is dry snow nice for skiing? Powder. It just like flows. You just like go through it like like a cloud. Exactly. It's a wonderful thing. And so when I went up on Wednesday, it was one of the best ski days I've had in several years. It was just beautiful. It had been dumping snow all weekend, all Monday, all Tuesday. And on Wednesday, it broke clear. And it was just this bluebird day over the peaks of Sugar Bowl. Uh, the snow was hanging on the pine trees. It was just gorgeous. You know those days, right? Oh, it was so beautiful. And then when they opened up the peak of Sugar Bowl for hiking, you could hike up to it. They weren't going to open the lift yet. Me and my dad jumped up there and started running up that thing for a little bit. And then we, <laughs> you know. And uh, we finally would get up there, and there were only a few people who had done it before us. And so we had these beautiful first tracks down these chutes at the top of Sugar Bowl. And it was glorious. I hadn't skied snow like that in a long time. As you turned and sunk down into it, you could hear it going away from you like champagne bubbles. You know, just shh. It was so beautiful. And intoxicating like champagne, too. It was just, it was an amazing experience, right? From the death of that ski season, God had brought life. And you know, snow has some other added benefits too, aside from being good for skiing, right? What else? How does it help us around here? Water, that's right. We all like that, don't we? We like water every month of the year. Isn't that a pleasant thing? And the snow allows us to have that. That snowpack, you know, fills our reservoirs and fills our rivers and lakes and streams. It's a beautiful thing. And so there was this life and redemption that came to this winter in the course of the last couple of weeks. In our gospel passage for today from John, we have the account of Lazarus. Lazarus is the brother of Mary and Martha and is a friend of Jesus. Uh, Do we know much about Mary and Martha? Yeah, we got another story about him, right? Tell me about that story. What happens in that story? Yeah, Martha's in the kitchen, working away, cleaning things up, getting it set up. And what's Mary doing? Sitting, sitting, 
adoring her Lord, sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him. And Martha comes in all puffy, you know, and says what? Yeah, how come she's not helping? Lord, tell her to help me help. And what does Jesus say to her? Chill out. Exactly. Well summarized. Chill out. She has chosen the better part. So we have that story of Mary and Martha, and there's a cool stained glass window of Martha in the altar gets sacristy if you ever want to go check it out in between services. It's really beautiful. Um, but Martha is often known as the worker, and Mary is the listener, right? Or, uh, so we know that Jesus spent time with these folks, that he was involved in their lives. And in this gospel passage for today, we see that they are friends and that he loves them deeply. So in this story, uh, Lazarus plays a passive but central role. What does Lazarus do for us in the story? He dies, that's right, yep. Uh, and, and, and he's also brought back to life, that's right. So by the time Jesus gets to Lazarus, he has been in the grave four days. And he is not smelling like Old Spice at this point, right? Maybe Old Old Spice. Uh, On his way to Lazarus, Jesus meets Mary and Martha, and their encounters with him show us something about hope and about our Savior. Martha is the first to speak to Jesus because she comes out to meet him. Do you guys find this this interesting? Right before, she's the one working, getting things ready at home, um, you know, being the preparer, and now she's seeking out Jesus. Right? It's kind of a reversal of that previous story we have of Mary and Martha. Now Martha is the one seeking out the Lord. And in this encounter, we see the deep, deep faith of Martha. She here displays her awesome understanding of the resurrection and the hope that is ours in it. She says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. She tells us two things, right? One, she knows that if Jesus had been there, he could have prevented the death of Lazarus. And the second thing is she believes that even now, Jesus Christ can do something miraculous. That is faith. Jesus assures her that her brother will rise again. And Martha knows that this is true, but she sees it in terms of the resurrection, right? She says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. She has a sure and certain hope that her brother will inherit eternal life with God. She knows it. She is confident of it. There is no doubt in her mind that Lazarus will be resurrected on the last day. And Jesus tells her that her hope is based on him. This is a pretty profound statement we have here in this gospel passage. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? To which she replies, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God the one coming into the world. Boom, right? Martha gets it, doesn't she? This is amazing, this interchange between she and Jesus. Martha is tracking in a way we see very, very few people track in the New Testament with Jesus. She is with him 
understands what he's saying, understands the hope, and understands that Jesus is the fulfillment of her hope. Even with her brother sitting in a tomb, she knows that Jesus brings life. She might get distracted with tasks and annoyed with her sister, but she sure understands Jesus. Then Mary comes to Jesus. She is grieving in a different way than Martha. She's filled with sadness and perhaps some bitterness, it sounds like maybe from her first statement to Jesus. She says the exact same first sentence that Martha says. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But unlike Martha, she doesn't have that second sentence which says, even now I know that God can do something radical. Right? She doesn't say that. She instead is just looking back at the past, that Jesus was not there when she needed him. He was not there when her brother was sick. He was not there when her brother died. He was absent, and she is sad, because she knows he could have done something about it. He could have intervened. And Jesus' response is that he sees her sadness, and he joins her in it. He doesn't defend his lack of prompt response to the notification that Lazarus was sick. He doesn't say like, oh, I know, I know, I got your message that Lazarus was sick, but you know I'm going to do something really cool. So I stayed back a couple days because I wanted it to be a big surprise. (laughs) Right? But don't worry, it's going to all work out okay. He doesn't say that, does he? Instead, he's just sad with her. Even though he knows what he's going to do. Even though he knows in just a couple minutes, Lazarus will be alive again, and their sorrow will be turned to joy. Even though he knows that, he sits in her pain and sadness with her. God with us. Exactly. He weeps with her. I remember sitting in the hospital room with my friends who had lost their baby in childbirth, and looking at their dead son and praying yearning for him to come back to life. And knowing that we have a God who can do stuff like that, knowing and believing it. But that boy did not come back to life, at least not in this world. I believe he did in eternal life. But Jesus did something miraculous that day in that hospital because he wept with me and my friends. The God of the universe, the creator of life, The author of our redemption wept with me as I wept. Sometimes that is the miracle that we get from the Lord. His tears and his compassion. But in our gospel account, Jesus does something that no one is expecting. He raises Lazarus from the dead. He springs Lazarus from the clutches of death. With the power of his simple words, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus was set free to live again in that instant. This is a unique and a significant event. It speaks to us of God's power over death. It speaks to us of the hope that is ours in Christ. But in reality, it happens in a greater way every time that a person comes to Jesus Christ in faith. 
And I say a greater way because what happened to Lazarus eventually? He died again, right? He had the joy of dying twice in this life, right? He died again. But when we come to faith in Christ, we inherit eternal life forever, and it cannot be taken from us. That life, that new life that Lazarus had as a human on this world was taken from him again in death, right? He inherited eternal life, but that human life on this world was gone again at his death. But for us, the life we get in Jesus Christ through faith in him cannot ever be removed or revoked from us. It is ours forever, guaranteed by the blood of our Savior poured out on the cross. And so every time a person confesses their brokenness and follows him, the story of Lazarus is recounted anew in that person's life. You and I, we are living Lazari, or Lazaruses. Remember what Jesus said about the death of Lazarus. This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. May God be glorified in our new life as we seek to serve him. And may many others come to believe in him as well through the life that the Lord Jesus Christ causes to spring up inside of us. May the hope that is in us, may the redemption that is ours, draw us into deeper relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ, with those people who are destitute and in need among us. May compassion spring out of our hearts because we know what it is to be dead. We know what it is to be hopeless. We know what it is to be empty. And so may we extend the hope, the fullness of Christ to a world which is desperately yearning for a word of hope. And as we do that, may God continue to bring people from death to life, from sorrow to joy, from despair to hope. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you showed us your power over death and the life of Lazarus. Lord, and that you proved this hope, Lord, by your resurrection on the third day. Help us, Lord God, to trust in you, to follow you, Lord, to believe that you are the one who has conquered death. And Lord, may we put our faith in you, and may we follow you and seek you, Lord, in our lives. Lord God, make our lives testimonies to your glory so that you may be glorified through our lives, Lord, and that others might see the hope that is in us and be drawn to you. Thank you, Lord, that you weep with us in our sorrow and that you have conquered death forever. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.